0: hey what's up everybody this is camera work podcast i am john ricard i'm actually joined by a very special guest today her name is angelique ricard say hi hi and your relationship to me is
1: i'm his daughter
0: right okay so she's just kind of like hanging out with me today but i figured she could talk about one thing on the podcast with me all right but before we get to what she is going to talk about last week i was talking about instagram stories and how it drives me crazy that The people I follow, at least, don't really do them as stories. It's just like little bits and pieces maybe of their day, but it's not a cohesive story. And granted, I'm not really following, say, the right people on Instagram. I tend to follow like a lot of models who I've worked with and I've met in person. Sometimes it's photographer friends of mine or just some people that I know like from um, the jiu-jitsu school, Marcelo Garcia, where I train. And maybe the people that I'm following aren't really like, great at creating content, maybe that's why. But I think anybody can do a good Instagram story. Anybody could be doing could be telling a coherent story over the course of the day, but people just aren't doing it. So I want to just give an example from my Instagram story of an actual story that I posted. So what you see here is you see me getting ready for the shoot with the model. You see her getting ready. You see, I turned the microphone over to her for a minute and I let her film some of the story. And then I showed an actual lighting setup. So I'm going to let you get a quick look at that. We're photographing Kayla today. She's getting ready, so I'm not going to show you her face. You can see Julia's face. She's going to be assisting her today. So how far did you travel from today, Julia? Oh,
1: sorry. We traveled from Waldorf, Maryland. It takes three and a half, four hours.
0: Okay, it's not bad. It's worth it, right?
1: Definitely. We're super excited.
0: Kayla's getting ready. You can see some of the wardrobe behind her. We're not gonna to do too much live from the shoot, but it's gonna be a little peek there. Kayla is like a beauty blogger, or she is a beauty blogger, I should say, so I knew she could handle her own makeup, so we let her take care of it today. I'm on a lunch break, look, my bad lunch right there, but I'm gonna turn it over to Kayla, who's gonna tell you about the shoot, right Kayla? Hi. You're to guess hey anymore. guys,
1: so I'm having a great time at the shoot. These are just, like, a few things, well, (laughs) that we're wearing or that I'm wearing. And then this is the next setup. It's a nice little comfy bed. And I chose this because it's, like, you know, like the classic boudoir style. This is a nice little sporty look with a thong, just like a little mesh tank top that you can wear. And then this is a nice beaded shawl that dresses up any look and make sure you guys follow me on Instagram. The link is down below.
0: Here is Kayla in the final light setup. How did the shoot go, Kayla?
1: It was so fun. Um, John made me feel really comfortable, and it was just easy.
0: Here's the setup. There's one gelled light behind her and another gelled light behind her. In front of her is another gelled light, which is gelled green. Now these all together give her almost too much color saturation. So we add a fourth light. The fourth light is here. It does not have a gel. So what that light does is it gives her a spot of white light so that it's not all just super drenched in color. Give us a quick pose, Kayla. How are we going to pose when we shoot? Excellent. We're looking at one of the images on the computer screen. You see all the green light coming from the beauty dish that's gelled green. But her face has a little bit of normal color or a little yellowish color that's coming from that fourth light that's just hitting her face with clean, ungelled light. All right, now I'm not trying to say that that's like some amazing thing, so really understand, I mean, I'm not saying it's like, it's not the, the most amazing story ever written, it's not a tale of two cities, but it is a story with a beginning, middle, and an end, and I think pretty much anyone can do that, and I would love to see more people that I follow at least doing something like that. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, there's Angelique's great contribution. So one of the reasons that Angelique is here is we're gonna talk about a type of photography that I try to encourage Angelique to do, right? So what is it that I encourage you to do photographically?
1: Um, to like take pictures with Polaroid cameras.
0: Right, so do you know what is the camera? What is the Polaroid camera that you're using?
1: It's a wide version <laughs> of the mini. Camera, Because I used to have a mini camera, but then I got the wide one for my birthday.
0: Right, she started off with something called a Fuji Instax Mini, and then I switched over to the Fuji, I'm not even sure what it's called, maybe it's called the Instax Wide. Now the wide is nice because the pictures are bigger, but honestly, I kind of miss the little tiny skinny ones. There was just something cool about that, and I think in terms of the camera, The small camera that you use to take the mini pictures is in a way, a cooler camera than the larger camera that you have to use to shoot the wide Polaroids. But I don't know, the pictures, I don't know, it's just hard to say, which is better, but I don't think it's a cut and dry matter of the larger picture is better, especially if your eyes are good enough to see the little picture, you're probably fine. So one of the things that I like about the Polaroid is that it creates something special because. I'm under the belief that whatever we have a lot of is no longer special. Like at one time, water was the whole key to life. Societies would go to war for access to water, and if you could control the water in a... Town or in some type of village. You know, you were the king. It was just so important. And now you can turn on water on a faucet wherever you want and buy water by the bottle. All you want, gallons of water, you bathe in it. In the summertime, you're splashing in it and on and on and on. Nobody really cares about water anymore because it's just everywhere and we have it. And it's the same kind of with digital photography. It's like the pictures are just everywhere. We're all just creating so much content. We're shooting hundreds and hundreds of pictures. And individually, no one really cares about any specific image that we are creating today. We may not even care about specific images that we're creating. But when you do the Polaroid, it's something very different. You're taking maybe one picture of that scene. You're just pushing a button one time. Sometimes you're doing it twice because you have to get the exposure right, so you might waste a picture trying to nail the exposure, and then once you know the exposure is right, you take another picture. But that picture can be a very special thing. Now, after you take the picture and everybody sees it, what typically happens, Angelique?
1: They all want to keep it, but it's really hard for me to like let them have it because I have this little photo album that I have for all of my Polaroids. And like it's cool because when I get older, I can look back at it and I can be happy that I took those pictures. But if everybody wants them because everybody thinks they're so cool, I'm not going to have those pictures anymore. It's going to be really sad because I'm going to have no pictures when I'm older.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you'll have all the digital pictures. But the thing is, if you're in Angelique's position, she's 12 years old, then. 11. Well, when do you turn 12, Angelique? December 31st. Right. And what date is today?
1: I don't know. Is <laughs> it December case, 29th?
0: It's like 27 or 28th, I think. So it's just a couple of days away from being 12. But in any event, when you're in her position, of course, you're, you know, in terms of the status, you have the lowest status in the room. So if your aunt says like, oh my God, I love this picture. I'm keeping it. You don't really have the ability to say, no, you're not. So what I'll typically do, what do I usually do to try to solve that problem in advance?
1: Well, like you sent me with a number of pictures and then you're like, Well you can keep these and then you can give away this amount and then but you have to keep this.
0: Right. So if I give her like two packs, 20 shots, I'm like, look, come home with at least 12 pictures and you'll give away eight or whatever. And I certainly encourage her to give away the light checks where the exposure is a little light or dark. A lot of people don't really notice that. Let them have that picture and then you keep the better shot for yourself because I know she's going to archive it. Or sometimes I try to tell her to tell people, hey, look, we'll take a picture of it or we'll scan it and send you the digital version of the Polaroid. But the point is like, it's really interesting in a time where photography can seem so disposable and so throwaway and that people don't care about it to some degree. It's fascinating to take a a Polaroid and have people fighting over that image. The the aunt wants it, the cousin wants it, the person in the picture wants it, she wants it. Like everyone is fighting over that picture and that's a really kind of cool thing to bring back to photography. So you might want to consider looking into getting one of these Polaroid cameras, you know, just for that reason to make the photography special again. And I also like the idea that like. Again, the photography is so such a quantity, there's such a volume of images today. But these are images that there's only one. Like how special is that? It there's only one copy of this picture. It's like the Mona Lisa that you're creating when you push the button. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. But you're creating something special. It's there's only one copy, you know, of that Polaroid. Does that make sense?
1: I, I guess it does. I mean, you can. Like make a scan of that picture, and like you could have multiple pictures.
0: You could, but it's still the original, real, highest quality version is only one copy, and that makes it inherently special because it's it has a value because there's, it's unique in the universe. There's just one of that picture okay the other cool thing with the polaroid is that you know you can write on the bottom and that also kind of gives it a special character like i'll encourage angelique to write on the bottom of all of the pictures or sometimes even have the people in the pictures to write on the pictures correct right how does that usually go
1: um well it's like if i'm writing on the bottom of a polaroid here stay close doesn't let me like just write their names because at a point i was just like oh me and casey or something But now he makes me do like, oh, I'm having a fun time with Casey at Applebee's or whatever. And like at Thanksgiving, I had some people sign their names on the Polaroid. So it was even more special than it already is.
0: Right. Because the thing is that the thing is, was I was encouraging you not to be so literal in the caption. We don't want to just say like Catherine and Talia. Like what kind of caption is that? We know it's Catherine and Talia, so we're trying to put a little bit of insight or character into that caption, something that you remembered from that moment or something that you think of. Or like I said, let them write a caption or let them sign it is also a very cool, special thing. So. And finally, the other thing I like about the Polaroids, having her do the Polaroids, it's like it's capturing her vision of these events because we have my vision captured. I'm photographing things. And admittedly, I don't do enough family photography, but when I do family photography, I am capturing my vision of these events, but it's nice to get different people's visions of it. And I think that Polaroid camera, and she's been using one for about four years now, I think, is something that one day is gonna be very special to her when she's like an adult, to look back at these pictures that she took when she was nine years old and 10 years old. Her vision, and again, very special, wishing you had more because you just have this one photograph of this person and wishing that you had more images, You wishing you had the thousands and hundreds that you do when you're, when you're shooting digital. But um, I think it's just gonna be a very special thing one day. So I'd urge everybody to take a look at the Polaroids, but yeah, go on.
1: So like I, I should be taking more pictures, but the thing is, like, it's kind of an inconvenience because the camera that I have now is big compared to the other one I had, so to carry it around, and telling my dad, he doesn't like it when I carry around, like, these big purses, like, well, I have nothing else to fit it in, but anyways, like, what he said before about having good times while looking at it when you're older i have these like really small baby videos of me and i look at i can look at those for hours and hours and i'm very grateful that my dad took them because you know i'm such a cute baby and i like looking at me
0: Jeez, right but at the same time that's something i also encouraged your mother to shoot more video on her own and she really didn't she shot very little video well we're not talking about now i'm talking about at the time when you were very young and I would try to say to her, all we're getting is my vision of Angelique. We're not really getting your vision. And the she funny thing, at grandma's house. That was a, talk a little she louder. She
1: took some at Grandma's house, but that was...
0: Very little, and was that it? was always when I would kind of force her to. But interestingly enough, what finally made your mother start taking more pictures and video was... When she saw them? No, not at all. Oh. What it was was when she got the right tool, when she got an iPhone. Oh. That was when the thing changed. She didn't
1: changed. Even want it, though. She I know. wouldn't take it.
0: Right. She didn't want it. I gave it to her because I was trying to upgrade to a different iPhone at some point, and I switched her out to an iPhone. But um, when she switched to the iPhone, that is what enabled her to start doing a lot of pictures and videos. And she definitely shoots more family photographs than I do. She takes more pictures, period. If we go somewhere, she's posing you a lot more than I am. But the right tool can't be Stated enough, we try to act like the gear doesn't matter at all. In reality, the gear does matter. If you don't bond to the gear, you can't really produce your best work. So you don't want to be obsessed with the gear, but you do need to find the tool that you really connect with. Not the best tool, but the tool that you connect with okay and again for her that was the iPhone and um, I know like for me I talk about my Leica every podcast. That's a tool that I connect with photographically. I use this on uh, Black Magic Pocket Cinema camera. We're filming this podcast on it right now. It's a camera that very much like the Leica is very flawed, it has a lot of things say wrong with it. It is inferior to a Canon 5D Mark II or Mark III or whatever in many, many ways, but it is still the camera that I prefer and it's my tool of choice because I connect with it, just like my wife connects with the iPhone and that enabled her you know, to shoot a lot. So definitely want to look for your own tool and that's something that will help you find your own vision. Okay. And uh, bottom line, I'll just say this one last time, like Angelique said, sometimes maybe carrying that wider Polaroid is a little bit annoying for her. So maybe she'd be better off with the smaller Polaroid. So if you're looking at these Fuji Instax cameras, maybe really take the time to look at whether or not you want to get the large one or the smaller one and see which one would you rather carry around certain times. And final, final statement on this. I noticed they're now making black and white film for the mini. I don't know if they make it for the wide, but I think that's kind of, Interesting because with black and white film, you have more exposure latitude. Do you know what that means? No, I
1: don't.
0: Okay, what that means is if the picture is a little too dark or a little too bright, it won't be as noticeable on black and white as it would be in color. Yeah,
1: because you can't really see
0: it. Right, if you blow out the skin on black and white, it doesn't really matter the way it matters if you blow out the skin. On a color image, so because it is tricky to get the exposure right on the Polaroid, I keep calling them Polaroids, but it's you know Fuji Instax. But because it's hard to get the exposure right, you might consider shooting it in black and white instead, because then at least you know you're going to get the exposure right a lot more often. Because even when the exposure is wrong, it's not going to look like it's wrong. Okay, all right. So anyway, I think. Excuse me. I think that's all we wanted to talk about today. We'll come back next week. Well, I'll be back next week. I'm not sure if Angelique will be back cuz I have school next week. Yeah, she has school. She's off today. Okay. Anyway, thanks for joining me. If you want to find my Instagram, which is really the best place to check me out and my work, it's John Ricard on Instagram. That's J O H N R I C A R D. Where do they find your work on Instagram, Angelique? Um
1: angelique.ricard.
0: That's, that's not your Instagram. It is. You changed it? Why? I don't
1: know. I mm-hmm. like the ring to that
0: better. Yeah, you really should have kept the other one. I like that one. You really should have kept the other no, one. The like other one was her. Her original Instagram was Mermaid Angelique. I'm that, not
1: really that obsessed with mermaids anymore.
0: Yeah, but it had more character. It was more unique. I the name is just more ordinary. And if you're like me, and like your branding is your name, where I'm trying to get work off the name John Ricard and build up so people meet me, it's like John Ricard it makes sense for mine to be John Ricard but in your case if,
1: you're, if you know me into the mic then you don't like know me as Mermaid Angelique you know me as Angelique Ricard
0: yeah but it still had more character because Angelique Ricard is a more generic name than Mermaid Angelique and my suggestion when we got you the Instagram account if you recall was for you to be working a theme I and the, that, like I
1: got the Instagram part years ago
0: right and did you ever work the theme no no well, all I, right I, then I, for
1: like Two months, but then I wasn't so into mermaids
0: Okay, but so, it didn't have to be mermaids. The theme wasn't it was mermaids. Water. It
1: was water.
0: The theme was water. Yeah. So on a rainy day, you could shoot the rain, you could really try to push your brain and think of all the different ways that you could photograph the theme of water. Not every picture, but just kind of a running theme through it. Glass could have represented water. I didn't
1: do it for a while. You
0: said two months out of, you had to count for three years. That's really not much. But that was the point. So the mermaid Angelique name made sense with the account that it was this kind of water themed thing rather than just being like everybody else's um, Instagram account. And it's just like, here's me and my friends and here's my lunch. And it's just Mm -hmm. not, it's not interesting. It's not compelling. And I want you to do something more amazing than just what. My
1: Instagram account is amazing. Have you seen the picture that I took?
0: I barely look at it, oh, so no. Sure. I'll, I'll take a look for at it sure. now. But why did you put the dot? Did you have to do the dot?
1: No. Talking to the mic. I'm pretty sure that Angelique Ricard was taken.
0: Did you check? No. Well, you should check. It's I better should. to just be Angelique yeah, Ricard than Angelique getting. dot Ricard. So we're gonna check that now because by the time we post this, someone may hear it and then go grab <laughs> up that name. So you can find her check
1: my Instagram on your YouTube well people
0: will take the well they may not if somebody wanted that name they might take it to try to buy it to try to sell it back to you at some point so we're gonna check that before we post this podcast obviously so to find her Instagram it's either going to be angelique.ricard or Angelique Ricard, Ricard. it depends on what goes on with all of that. Okay. Anyway, thanks for um, watching guys. When you, you know, watch the podcast or share it, we really, really, really appreciate it for real. I'm honored that people take the time to listen to this podcast. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: Oh, make sure to leave a like and subscribe.
0: Uh, We don't do the call to action thing, okay? Because when I watch a video, the call to actions today are so forced. Like we've all read those blog posts that say, end the video with a call to action. And for me, those things are so, like I would love it if people left a comment, I respond to every comment, and I'd be so honored if people subscribe, but I don't feel comfortable tagging the end of my video like that because at this point it's such a cliche it just feels like oh he read that on a blog that you're supposed to put a call to action so now he does it and the funny part that i find offensive about those call offensive about those call to actions you see if if i talk about a certain topic like i don't know let's say i was talking like i love my leica i talk about all the time on a podcast if i talked about the Leica and I said, like like here's, here's a perfect example, okay? The rumor for the next Leica M camera, which is likely to be announced on January 18th, which is only about three weeks away from now, the rumor is that the camera does not have video. Now for me, I want the next Leica to have video. I love the idea of being able to shoot a quick video clip when I'm doing still photography. I've been able to use that professionally and I like to use it just for fun. However, of course, if that was going to make the camera larger than it is now or make the camera slow like it is now, then I'd rather them remove the video. If it's gonna compromise the still photography.
1: If you remove the video, why would it make the camera larger?
0: because the leicas are a little bit larger than they should be and it appears that the next leica is a the rumor is that it's a smaller body than the current leica and they removed video so the speculation these are rumors and speculation the speculation is that because they removed video they were able to make the camera smaller maybe they could put a smaller computer in it or less memory or something along that line but my point is this I want video, but if you, if, you, if you can make the camera smaller by removing video, then I'd rather you remove video because I want it to be an A-plus a+ still camera first, okay? So that would, if I were talking about that as a podcast topic, that is how I would explain it. That would be my point that I'd be making about the Leica M10 and video. Now if at that point in a podcast I said, what are your thoughts about having video on the next Leica? It would be honest. It would be sincere. I would really love to know what do the people who listen to this podcast think about that. It would be honest. But when I see someone do a video or even a blog post or an article, and they give their opinion on something, and then they go, well, what do you think of that? I just go, you don't really care what I think. You're only asking because you read somewhere that you're supposed to have a call to action. So you throw that at the end, but you're not really sitting there going, what does my audience care about this particular topic? So." That's another reason that I don't do the call to action is because I don't feel that they're authentic most of the time. If it's authentic, go ahead and do it. But don't just at the end of every single video, just go, well, what do you think about fill in name of topic we discussed just now? Oh, be sure to let us know.
1: But what if, what if your audience doesn't think that you're being sincere either?
0: I think they know I'm sincere because the the topics I talk about are topics that I care about and not topics that I think everyone else cares about. Like Leica probably sells 5% of what Nikon sells. If I wanted to be more popular, then I would talk about Nikon cameras because more people are into Nikons than Leicas. I don't talk about topics I think are popular. I talk about topics that really stick in my head that drive me crazy that I'm like lying in bed thinking about. That's what I talk about in the podcast, and I think that comes through on the podcast, okay? All right, we're going to go, again, try to find her Instagram. Good luck, all right? And uh, you know where to find mine. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can do the clap. That was an amazing clap, way better than I ever. There's no way I could have done a clap anywhere near as good as that. Thank you.